Gritty culture and class in America, live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Melissa Itell Duran, Renaissance woman, is, uh, is here and uh, each and every week uh, we talk about the happenings. In, uh, in the country, in the world. And uh, we gotta say world because uh, uh, big news around uh, the globe is the death of the queen and a, uh, a very long drawn out funeral. And uh, I think a lot of people like the pomp and circumstances. And here a little closer to home, a little closer to home, uh, uh, an investigation by our attorney general, Letitia James on former President Trump and uh, you know, people now questioning whether whether this could backfire on on Tish James, uh, or uh, you know, is it legit? And you know, a lot of things going back and forth, trumped up allegations. Uh, what some people are saying, and uh, it's a it's a good little headline there. Uh, again, Frank McKay here, urging everyone to go to melissaitelljoin.com. Uh, Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? Doing well, and I should also say Melissa Vision on Roku and Amazon Fire. Uh, Melissa, what have you been? Uh, what have you been watching? Have you watched much of the royal funeral? Well, I, I've, I've, you know, it's it, it's been a big. It was an extravaganza. I mean, this is supposedly a, you know, a, a historic moment. Uh, it's a sad moment for the, you know, for the British people and and for um, I, I guess for all of us because um, Queen Elizabeth seemed to be the. The only monarch uh, for all of us. Uh, you know, if you were, uh, if you're under seventy years old, or you're, you've known her as the as the as the monarch, you you can't remember anyone else. And you know, the funny thing is, I um, I, I was switching on ca- on some cable stations some time ago, and um, I think it was uh, maybe it was MeTV. I'm not sure if MeTV is everywhere across the country, but. Uh, me TV is popular. They uh, they have uh, the Svanguli uh, Saturday night yeah. um, horror show. Uh, cheap, you know, I I call it the cheap shot, you know, show where they 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 poke fun at at, at, at these these classic uh, horror movies. Some of them are B movies, and they have you know music and and jokes and other things. And uh, that 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 channel had the Beverly Hillbillies. And that's that's going back now, uh, close to 60 years, and one and one of the episodes, um, the whole family, the uh, Jeb, um, <laughs> and and the whole gang go to go to London. They get a trip to London. Oh, I don't yes. remember how. That's right. Maybe yeah, you're familiar with that. And and uh, and they're all talking. They're all excited. I think. Um, yeah, Ellie Mae is excited about meeting the Queen. It's the same Queen, you know, that we know. Yeah. And is that and amazing? She was. Yeah, she was. Of course, she was in her prime then. She was. She already had a couple of kids back then. So yeah. So it's it's just um, it's 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 on it's it, it it's unbelievable. It, it was inevitable, but she lived. But she lived as long as she did, and and um, and she was a mainstay in in many people's lives. Uh, and the funeral was. Um, you know, it was a, an all-day event, and you, it, it, to think of the the, the planning, the the the, uh, the the logistics of it is just exhausting. And and um, 
a lot of world leaders were there. Not everybody, not every U.S. president was there. Only Biden was there, and he, by the way, he got there late. So oh, wow. <laughs> they told him, yeah, they told him you have to wait. You can't get, you, we can't seat you right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to wait. He was stuck in the back somewhere. But yeah, so that was a that was a big uh, that was the extravaganza of the week, and and uh, the the British put on quite a show, and they really do, um, they they really do cherish their traditions and uh, i think a lot of people despite uh, many uh, you know the the presence of many movements throughout the years against uh, uh, the monarchy and and for the abolishment of it uh, the, it, it the monarchy seems quite uh, quite strong now going forward we're probably going to see a different face of the monarchy because now you have you're going to have kings if, you know King Charles, and then followed by his his son, and, and then followed by the grandson. So um, the tone of the monarchy is, is different. I mean, there was no one like Queen Elizabeth. She's the end of the an era. She's from the, you know, she's from the the greatest generation. If you watch um, uh, uh, snippets of 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 events in her life that you're seeing now played online. Especially on Facebook, and you see, she came from a different world, of it, and and it was a it was a, a different time and a different mentality, and and she embodied all those those principles. She never wavered. She did change her her wardrobe colors from here, here, here and there, and she made the, the monarchy more accessible as time went on. But she was the the, the last of, of an era, and uh, they'll never see her like again. Um, and um, but the monarchy remains pretty strong. Uh, as far as I can tell, in in Great Britain. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, people, they're, they're not getting rid of it anytime soon. Uh, Frank no. McKay here urging everyone to go to Melissa Vision on Roku, Amazon Fire, and on TV, and check out the documentaries, and or uh, go to MelissaItellJoin.com and, and check them out there. I, yeah, the monarchy is alive and well. Long live the king at this point, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's so funny that you said that about um, Rich Kaz is uh, is is uh, Schwanguli. I have him yeah. on the show a lot. Uh, you know, the uh -huh. last five years, uh, he comes on around Halloween. That's his big. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's his big yeah. moment. Having, right, he's from Chicago, by the way. Yes, he is. Right? Yeah, good guy, nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he is. He's got a. He's he's really a, a, a down to earth guy who. Um, you know, he's, he's just very well-liked, and, and this is his thing. And, and I, I'm amazed at how popular Spanguli is. Yep. And he's been doing it for so long. He inherited the, I guess, the, the role. And, and he, you know, he has, some, he has his co-stars, and his, he has his rubber chicken, and he has this, this man, this gentleman who, who accompanies him on the piano. And, I mean, it's, and it's, it's supposed to be fun. And he, he's, he, I heard him interview, too, and he's, you know he's just uh, you know he's just very you know very good and very you know he's 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 a, he's a, you know he's I can see why he's he's so popular and he he gets he does so many appearances all over the country yeah right yeah he's you no know, very good guy and he's always doing he's always doing radio and mm -hmm. uh you know he he does uh you know different show that I have and uh, and, and a lot of different people, and they look forward to having them, especially around Halloween. Same with uh, Elvira; she's always mm -hmm. doing, uh, you know, around this time. And Michael yeah. Berryman, uh, I think he uh, he was the the unusual looking actor um, 
but he has some kind of, uh, I don't know if it's alopecia or something where his hair falls out, and he has uh, a very, you know, tough look to him, um, and he was in The Hills got, uh, Have Eyes and all his scary movies mm-hmm. and whatever, but he's a... Um, um, he is a, uh, a you know staple around Halloween, but it's so funny what you said about the Beverly Hillbillies. I mean, uh, you know, think about it. Donna Donna Douglas has passed away. Certainly, yeah. Granny has passed away a long time ago. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Jed and Buddy Epson. Buddy Epson. Yeah, Buddy Epson mm-hmm. went. He went into his nineties, I think, but he passed mm-hmm. away. Um, you know, he was also uh, what was his uh, Barnaby Jones? He played Barnaby Jones mm-hmm. later, and uh, I remember Opie and Anthony. You remember those guys? You ever hear of Opie and Anthony? Oh yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Shock jocks, and uh, they were they were reacting to and a very uh, very very sad and harsh death of um, of Dana Plato, and they were saying that you know that Howard Stern got a lot of publicity uh, that they got her last interview, uh, you know before she uh, you know she died or whatever, and they were like, well, let's try to figure out someone to get uh, the last interview of and they were like who who's old and still alive and they found out that it was uh it was buddy epson and they would call and they'd they'd call him hoping that then they'd be like how you feeling buddy you okay you know and they do a little interview with him and it was it was horrible <laughs> and some people would say in poor taste but they were trying they were trying to get the oldest guy they could uh they can get by the way uh, he also was the original scarecrow in the uh, Wizard of Oz, and uh, and he right. mm-hmm. he got uh, oh he he had a react oh no Tin Man I think he was the Tin yes, yeah. Tin Man and he yeah. had a, a, an allergic reaction to mm-hmm. the uh, I think his daughter told me this Kiki uh, Epson who I know and I've had on my show um, Kiki uh, uh, Kiki uh, Epson said that he had an allergic reaction to the aluminum suit that they had yeah. him in and mm-hmm. uh, he had to pull out of the production so. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Ray Bolger was the scarecrow, and um, and and uh, Bert Laws was the the lion. How come I can't think of the one guy we need? Who was the Tin Man? Ray Bolger. Uh, Ray Bolger, right? Was uh, yeah. oh no, Ray Bolger was the scarecrow, right? Scarecrow, yes. Yeah. And Bert Law was the, the cowardly lion. Right. Uh, Dorothy, yeah. of course, was the great late great Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Who was <laughs> who was the Tin Man? Well, isn't that crazy? But he, um, Jack Haley. Jack Haley, right, right, right. Jack Haley was the Tin Man. Anyway, so he <laughs> got it because Buddy Ebsen left. So this is just talking about how, uh, I mean, and Jeb Clampett, he didn't play a kid uh, in in the sixty, you know, whatever it was, sixty two to <coughs> sixty nine, um, you know, hit series the Beverly Hillbillies. So we're talking about the Queen. Just think about it. By the time the queen, I mean, she was still queen with two young kids. I guess her kids were, were Prince Charles and uh, and uh, Andrew, right? Are those the right ones? Well, queen, uh, Andrew and Edward are the other sons. Oh, the other, yeah, and, and Charles, of course. So, eldest, right. When they talk about him, uh, them having little uh, little kids, they're talking about Charles, who is now finally king. Now, and and if you're talking about the Beverly Hillbillies being in the '60s, that's 60 years. So Charles yeah. was waiting 60 years from that point, um, right? I well, mean, I don't, I don't think. Well, any, go ahead. Pretty much, if you want to count his his babyhood, he's been waiting. 
most of his life, yeah. <laughs> but the queen was in her prime. You know, she was she was raising a family back then. So it, it's yeah. And and Prince Philip was you know he was going strong and uh, no, you know nobody you know everybody back then looked at her as going on forever. I mean she was too young uh, to imagine. Uh, but her funeral got its began its pl- its planning stages back in the 60s believe it or not when she was still a, oh. you know a relatively young woman because it's so Oh my God! I know. I I couldn't believe that. But I mean, you looked, and if you were able to watch even part of it, you 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 couldn't um, you 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 could not no not notice uh, the the pageantry, the the logistics, the planning that must have gone into this. This was such a um, oh, it, it, it's so I think so orchestrated, so so perfectly um, choreographed um, that uh, I don't know how every anyone could could. It, it could, could operate under so much, you know, public scrutiny, and but but they all this this was so lock and you know lock key in step. Uh, it was amazing, and and it was exhausting to watch too. I mean, uh, the, the people who the the the, the guys who were uh, with the coffin, um, the, the the soldiers marching, and um, and then the royal family was you know in and out all the time, attending different events, uh, um, walking behind the coffin. And uh, standing vigil for whatever it is, 20 minutes or so. I mean, going to greet crowds. I mean, everything is. This was going on now, not not for two days. This was going on uh, from uh, just after she passed until the funeral. I mean, that's a long time. Amazing, amazingly long. Time. Yeah, it's yeah. And then I then I saw a, um, a, a, a an old clip of King George the Sixth funeral. He was the father of Elizabeth. Back in 1952, and it's the same symbols, you know, the crown on top of the coffin and the scepter and the uh, and, and 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 the draped coffin and the attendants. A little bit different, of course, because it was, I guess, because it was in, at winter time, so you maybe even have the. But still, in all, the pageantry was there, even though that was that was, you know, 70 years ago. Amazing. Uh, just yeah. absolutely amazing, but it just shows you the length of time, and you know she was, you know she was around uh, when Hitler was around, right? She was. Uh, um, she well, was, she was, she was a princess. Right. Uh, well, actually, she was a little little girl when, right. um, not even I don't even know if she was five years old when Hitler, you know, got yeah. Uh, well, he didn't. Well, he didn't. He. It's it's twenty two now, so she was. Uh, you know, it's 2022, she, so if you go back 100 years, that's, yeah. uh, I'm just doing math in my head that way, uh, yeah. that's 1922. Hitler came, you know, started rising to power in 33, right? So mm-hmm, right. Um, she would have been born in... What was 26. She, she was born in 26. So she was a little little girl. I mean, really. When, uh, yeah. And... and and her her father wasn't even considered. Uh, he he was just, he was still second in line to the throne. You remember, her uncle Edward the Eighth was the Prince of Wales. When her grandfather George V passed away in 1936, and her father wasn't even in the picture. I mean, yeah, she was one of the members, close members of the royal family, but nobody envisioned her to a, as as a, um, a an heir to the throne because Edward the Eighth, who was still a bachelor. Uh, was uh, presumed to, you know, ascend the throne, get married, and have his own family, which we know never happened because he abdicated in 1938, I believe, or 39, 
to marry the woman he loved, the much um, maligned Wallace Simpson, um, who's, who was an American divorcee, and uh, that's what that's how she that's how Elizabeth got to be, um, you know, uh, queen. How she wasn't supposed to happen that way. Her father was not supposed to become king, and he didn't want to become king. The, the, his, her mother and father did not want that to happen. They did, they were very angry when Edward. Uh, abdicated. They really had it in, not just, I think they had it in more for Wallace Simpson. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it, yeah. It just, uh, so who was, I, and, and pardon me for uh, only half, uh, like following the royals, uh, not, not close enough, uh, but who, and uh, by the way, let me remind folks, uh, Melissa, I tell join.com, uh, who was the, who was the queen's mother? Well, the queen mother was uh, Lady Elizabeth um, Bo Bowen. Okay. Uh, sh and she was, um, uh, she was. Uh, I don't know if she was, um, what her, if, if she had any close connection to the royal family, but she was one of the aristocratic um, noble noble women who, who I guess was, uh, she was, you know, she was probably familiar with the family. I don't remember if she came. From, I'm not sure if she was. She came from Scotland. Or, uh, or one of the other provinces, but she married. Um, she married. Uh, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't King George then. He was. His name actually was. Uh, I think it was Prince Albert. That's that was his real name. Prince Albert Not, McCann. Yeah, and he was. Uh, he was known as Birdie. That was his nickname. And uh, she married him with you know under the assumption. Well, you know he's number two, and someday his brother will get married and. And you know we'll just live a normal, quiet life, not knowing uh, what the future held for her, her older daughter. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Just yeah, yeah. absolutely amazing to me. Um, how many monarchs, ruling monarchs, were there in the 20th century? You had uh, Prince Edward, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not um, Prince Edward, King Edward, right? King Edward VIII. Yes. Was he the first the one of the 20th century? No. Um, no, I think the the grand wasn't the the grandfather, uh, King George the fifth, but actually his his uh, his I think it was his father a grand or grandfather um, Edward the seventh who was uh, Queen Victoria's son. He ascended the throne in 1901 when Queen Victoria passed away, and she's the great 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 grandmother of 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 the queen of the late queen. Great great great. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, Queen Victoria, just to put this in perspective, Queen Victoria was uh, around when Uncle Tom's Cabin was written. Mm -hmm. She was there mm -hmm. during the during the uh, uh, Civil War because she wept yeah. openly mm -hmm. uh, when she read Uncle, Uncle Tom's Cavern. And, of course, uh, the, the, the Brits were... were uh, complete, and this will bring me to another point here, uh, Don Lemon point. I don't know if you followed that nonsense. What happened with him? No, I, I, yeah, well, he's been controversial. What did he say? <laughs> yeah, well, he he attacked. Uh, well, let, let me just say this. But Queen Victoria openly wept when uh, admitted to weeping when she read um, Uncle Tom's Cavern, uh, uh, cabin rather, which uh, is. Uh, it is very, you know, light compared to roots or, you know, anything that uh, that you would have seen the harshness of slavery. But she wept on that. And this is, you know, way back when it was written, Harriet, uh, Harriet Beecher uh, Stowe um, 
uh, wrote, uh, you know, wrote that, uh, you know, pivotal book. But that was read by Queen Victoria, and she wept when she uh, read it uh, because Great Britain at that point was uh, was completely against slavery, right? And I think even before that, and. Uh, Don Lemon, uh, genius Don Lemon, Don Einstein uh, Lemon, Don the, uh, uh, I'm going to split an atom after this uh, Lemon, right? I, he, he looked terrible in the Cuomo uh, stuff too, by the way. But he came out and he attacked during the, the funeral or after the funeral. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm getting this secondhand, and uh, maybe I shouldn't be repeating things I'm getting secondhand. Uh, I didn't really follow it. But from what I understand, he attacked... Uh, Great Britain and the the monarchy saying that they should give reparations to uh, the the ancestor you know the descendants of the slaves, and uh, he was immediately corrected and and you know historically correctly corrected um, by a spokesperson of the Queen who said that uh, that they lost the uh, Britain lost two thousand uh, men at sea trying to stop the slave trade and and everything else and that the original um uh, kings and and leaders in Africa that you know the uh, you know black men um uh, of uh, of Africa sold their own people in slavery and it was this whole this whole long thing that as it turns out was historically right and Don An- uh, Don An- Don um Lemon didn't seem to have uh, that information before he went off. Now, my take on it, you know, my take is, uh, look, it's it's one thing for you and I, we have no staff, right? We're just, you know, we riff and we talk about things. We're going to make mistakes. We know we're going to make, you know, some kind of mistakes. Um, when you have CNN behind you and it's a multi-billion dollar company and you have interns all over the place and workers and uh, producers and every associate producer under the sun, uh, before you take a big swing like that, before you take on the monarchy uh, uh, upon the the funeral, as the funeral is going on or, or just finished up, uh, don't you say to your people, hey, can you make sure I got my facts right? Or what kind of response could they have? Shouldn't I know certain things about this before I take this big swing? And here he is. He took this big swing. And I think he got removed from primetime because of it. Is is that correct? No, that's possible. I think that's, uh, yeah, the whole, that whole n- n- nighttime crew is so tainted. And, and Chris Cuomo was, you know, he has a, a podcast or, or a, a webcast or something. I mean, and, and Governor Cuomo, he's 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 you know he's coming out from under the, you know under the covers. <laughs> he's coming out of hiding. Yeah. He's oh god. I mean the whole that whole gang. I, you know, and he has they have such a wonderful mother, Matilda Cuomo. Yeah. Um, I wonder what she's you know, what she's thinking about all this. Yeah. I guess Governor Cuomo. Uh, feels like uh, there's more women out there he hasn't uh, inappropriately groped, <laughs> and, uh, and he's coming out to, you know, further, further, uh, you know, uh, exert his power or whatever. Oh boy! Yeah, oh I don't know God. what he did or what he didn't do, but um, he he left on that. And by the way, uh, it's kind of a good segue here. Letitia James uh, is is one of the reasons he left. Uh, correct, right? I mean, uh, when, yes, she's. Now, there is conspiracy theories about that, that uh, she got together with uh, the progressive wing of the 
the New York State Democratic Coalition decided enough was enough. We got to get Cuomo out. We had we can't we don't need him there. We don't want him. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's build on a a a, uh, a a rumored story that he's been uh, chasing skirts lately and 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 in every which way and yep. and uh, let's make him in, let's let's really build this up and 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 they got Kathy Hochul, you know, hocus pocus, our governor <laughs> who's yeah. running for to be elected in her own right. They got her involved and said, you know, we'll get you. You'll become governor, okay? You just, you know, you just you're waiting in the wings. This is what we're going to do, and then you know you'll you'll become governor, and and we'll we'll support you if you you support us. You know, that's that's the rumor. That's the, you know, that's the big controversy that's been floating around. Uh, the only thing about that, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, you know, certainly not disagreeing with that. But the only thing is that I think Tish James wanted to be governor, right? And she, you know, That's she seriously true. wanted to be governor. Yes. So I don't know mm-hmm. that the deal was made with. Uh, no, uh, but her campaign, her campaign fizzled out quite yeah. fast, didn't it? Yeah. What What happened there? Uh, there was something. Didn't something happen that, uh, or it just didn't it? It didn't pick up she any didn't steam. Catch, right. It didn't, and she couldn't get the support she needed. And Cuomo also. Uh, floated the idea of running against her, and in in polls, didn't didn't uh, Tish James, who I like personally for reasons of full disclosure, but hey, look, mm-hmm. you know, uh, didn't Cuomo, uh, Andrew Cuomo, Governor Andrew Cuomo, the former, you know, he left in disgrace, right? Uh, didn't he poll ahead of Tish James? I think he did. Yeah, so you that's know, she represents. She represents right, but she represents the the. Um, she represents the progressive wing of the party, and I think he was he was falling out of favor because he's still, you know, he's he's been um he's part of this old guard that's that's you know starting to to lose its grip the 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 middle of the of the road of the party. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, he's you know I, I don't know uh, you know when he'll be uh, relevant, but I mean, as governor, uh, hocus pocus, as you call her, Kathy Hochul, is she uh, is she. Uh, found to be favorable from the left, or is she just kind of playing along with them? I think she's playing along with them. She, she knows uh, what side of the the bread her, who's but who's buttering her her side of the right. bread. Who you know where the money's coming from? And she she is a, a chameleon in that she can she can shape shift into whatever she <laughs> thinks she needs to be. You know, and I'm sure she she shape shifts very well. Yeah. You know because. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's face it. She came. I, mean, I didn't. I had never heard of her. I mean, she a lieutenant governor, but I'd never really heard of her, and a lot of people hadn't. But she was not, um, I, as far as I know, she was not this flaming progressive. And I think she, you know, Definitely she not. she sees no, no. So she 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 saw where the wind was blowing, as you said, and and she she uh, made the necessary adjustments to um, to be on the right course. Yeah, I mean, the same thing with with President Biden. I mean, he's not he's not a flaming liberal. He's not a no. burning uh, progressive by any means. Um, he's not even a limousine liberal. I mean, he's uh, he, he's a moderate, uh, old school uh, Democrat who's trying to be you know like similar to what the Clintons are, I guess, right? And um, mm-hmm. and he had to play, and that's you know that's uh, one of the arguments the the right can make is that you know it doesn't matter whether he was or he wasn't. Uh, President Biden uh, went to the left because uh, he had no choice. They they controlled him, and they they're, they're going to make that same argument against uh, Governor Hochul. Now, one of the one of the things to uh, to bring up is is the 
is is the trumped up quote unquote trumped up charges that people are talking about from Trish uh, from Tish James um, coming on. And I just I think I should mention before before you comment that there are some people that think that uh, that Tish James opponent who I've never even I don't I couldn't even give you his name is it Michael something um, I don't know that she knows his name but that he has a better chance. And I'm not saying I agree with this or disagree, but some people are saying because of her position um, that he has a better chance of winning than Lee Zeldin, which, by the way, I, I never count out Zeldin. I mean, Zeldin, uh, he'll just keep coming and coming like a, a like a pit bull, like a bulldog or whatever. But there are people who said that. So, I mean, could Tish James, you know, first question is, could Tish James be in trouble? Second question, is it because... Uh, or is going after Trump, going after former President Trump, um, and having him in her her sights, does that motivate uh, some people to vote against her that maybe wouldn't have cared? Well, it's, I mean, everything in everything politics. I think Dick Morrow said it best. He said that, you know, in politics, it, you know, you're either up or you're down, and it, 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 it's never final. You're ne- you're never in a final p- position of finality. So um, I don't know. It's a it's a whim, but you know she she's definitely rep- she definitely represents the, the the progressive wing, and 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 I think Tish James' uh, underlying message so far, and she's up for re-election, is to get Trump, and she's tried before and hasn't done too well. You know, the, her efforts haven't you know they haven't exactly. Uh, um, been stunning successes, um, and, and this time I think she's going after him uh, the, and the kids. And 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 the, the the odd thing is that why haven't all the banks who loaned uh, the Trump organization money or did business with them why why didn't they do something like that? I mean, why is she, why is it just uh, she who feels that there's something uh, there, there's something not right? Uh, that, about uh, the the, the uh, doings of the uh, the Trump organization. I mean, this is this is a civil suit, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, to me, uh, Attorney General usually is civil, right? It's a, you know, even though they have you know some you know prosecutory powers, Attorney General. But for the most part, it's the U.S. Attorney's Office or the FBI or district attorneys, local district attorneys, that you think of when you think about prosecutors and. When I think of uh, the attorney general's office, I usually think civil. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But no one else thought about this. The, the banks who did business with with Trump, uh, his real estate dealings, they they didn't think that uh, there was something fishy about um, uh, lending him money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you have to think about that. I mean, really. I mean, this is so it's 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 so apparent that this is a political move. Yeah. Now, so she's going after not only, uh, and when I say she, I mean uh, attorney, uh, attorney general, New York State attorney general, Chris Shames. So she's not only going after President Trump, but she's going after the the children, as well, mm-hmm. right? Uh, All of, of them: yeah. Ivanka, Don Jr., and um, Eric. Yeah. Now, what do you think, from a political standpoint? Does this help her? Do do the Dems? Get all revved up and and say, "Good, you're going after the bad guy. Let's let's do this." Did they poll and decide, "Hey, let's um, 
let's uh, let's let's follow these polls. I can't believe anyone does anything in an election year, and especially you know a month and a half away from from a uh, from a big time four year election. You know that uh, that that could cost you your job. I don't believe anybody does anything without polling at first. So uh, what's your what's your thought? Could this help or hurt? I don't think it's going to do anything for her, you know, because um, so far her efforts haven't haven't really led to very much. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to cover for the president. I'm not exonerating him of anything, but um, it, it's his his lawyers knocked it down. Said, you know, it, 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 again, what I said about uh, it, you you want to charge him, uh, and, and now you're questioning the bank's uh, role in this. The banks didn't see anything wrong. With doing business with him, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not exonerating him for anything. No, but, you've been uh, very fair about Trump. Uh, you've you've criticized uh, President Trump on, when he needed to be criticized, but you've also you know defended him when he should be defended. Right, you've been very is, fair with uh, with your coverage you. of Trump. Right, but that's what we we do here. Um, yeah. You know, um, but uh, and, and you know, Alan Dershowitz, uh, he he's taken a lot of flack for for defending Trump during the. Uh, the impeachment hearings and elsewhere, he said, and 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 he said, you know, he's just doing what's legally right, and and but he's been um, he's been lambasted by his fellow his fellow liberals, his friends in, on Martha's Vineyard who won't talk to him anymore. Um, but I'm, I I just feel that this is this is just a political move. I mean, and I'm wondering what else has she done? What has she done for the public, for the New York State constituents? What has she done for them to help them? That's what I would I would like to know. And, and and her platform. What is her platform for re-election? Yeah, I mean, are we? Do we have those answers, um, or is she just going to go off of name recognition, money, and and position, and the fact that she has a very weak opponent? Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I shouldn't say he's a very weak opponent. I mean, a, a, an opponent we know very little about. Mm-hmm. Who's her yeah, opponent? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's she's. I don't know. She she's made Trump her. Her, her, her mission in life, her quest to bring him down, but I don't, I don't think it's that easy. Uh, you know, they, the FBI was sent in. They raided Mar-a-Lago. They're looking. They're fishing. They're doing a fishing. Uh, there might be something there to, you know, to, 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 to indict him on. I, I haven't seen it yet, um, but. It's, and then again, it's very hard to go to, to go after a, a former president. You have to use the same standard that's been used for, on Richard Nixon, and on Hillary, and other other notable people like that. Uh, I don't know what if well, where this will all lead. And I know it's, we all know it's designed to prevent him from ever running again, uh, because the mag the magma movement magna movement uh, make America great again is, is yes there. They're rearing their head. I don't know if they'll be successful again. I don't know what what will come down the pipe for 2024, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, interesting. Do you know, um, Ron DeSantis, you and I were talking about it last week, and we loved mm-hmm. the move. It was good theater. Yes, it was funny. Yes, it was great. You, I mean, it was... Yes. <laughs> now there's a now there's like a huge investigation going in. I, I don't know if it's civil or whatever, but uh, one of the sheriffs of of maybe San Antonio um, mm-hmm. is going after um, uh, Ron DeSantis, saying that some Texas natives were uh, were in there. Uh, well, I don't know if they're mm-hmm. Texas natives, right? If they're uh, if they're um, 
uh, illegals, right? They can't be Texas, no. but there are people mm -hmm. from from Texas there, and I think they were starting a a lawsuit uh, to see what uh, happened. So uh, on the uh, on the other side, there's there's a big investigation. I heard somebody say, and I I think you know a lot of people probably have said this that they they acted faster to do an investigation on Martha Vineyard than they did on Benghazi. And uh, mm -hmm. and if you think about it, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's uh, uh, ironic that uh, and and that is the case, right? It took a much longer mm -hmm. time to get around to talking about Benghazi than it is Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Well, you know, there. They, I th I also heard that a, a George Soros uh, political foundation legal fa legal fund is it wants to uh, bring uh, Ron DeSantis up on on uh, on uh, charges of uh, you know illegal moves by transporting these people. Um, you know, they they claim that these that what were there fifty of them or seventy five of them. Um, they were just they were shunted from one place to another they, they in many cases uh without uh proper uh you know without meals without many of them were arrived hungry uh, without uh, i wonder if they even had they must have i hope they had a they had um restroom uh access or but yeah, I mean, horror. It was just horrible. I mean, it, it's it's bad. I don't want to use these people as pawns. You know, I, you know, there was a, there's a documentary, and a, a Ken Burns did, and his latest documentary is about America's response to the Holocaust. If anyone's had a chance to watch it, it is, it it it, it was shown um, this week on PBS on your local PBS station, and you can stream it for free on the PBS website, and it's. I I think it's it's this he said it's his most important work to date and we know he's he's been in the business for over 40 years and Ken Burns yes, I've had him on had, the show many times. Yeah and he's won uh he's I did he win an academy award for his documentary but he's won so many he's, he's so acclaimed and he said that this is his most important work to date on the American response to the Holocaust and and he goes through the history and he shows you know anti-semitism on all fronts and and what it was like for refugees being shunted and and having nowhere to go and being turned away and he made the he he made the connection between Martha's Vineyard and what happened on the let's say the the famous the infamous boat the boat the St. Louis that left Hamburg and was turned away and they had a great captain a German who hated the Nazis and tried very, valiantly to get them in 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 different ports got some of them into couldn't get them into um, uh, Cuba, but he got them in other places, and unfortunately, those who went to the places that were taken over by the Nazis probably were killed, and they were probably sent to camps. But he he was able to get some of them into, a, a few of them actually got into Cuba. But uh, it, it's heart wrenching, and 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 even worse for those who who had to send little kids, you know, to Amazing. London. Yeah, I mean, it's and and he's and in those days. There was no voice for for Jewish people because there was no state of Israel, and a lot of people, many people, were closet anti-Semites, and our own laws, our own Jim Crow laws, were were were, were used by the Nazis to justify what they were doing. And they and whenever somebody said, "Well, you, you know, you can't do that to people. You can't have strip people of their, of their citizenship, their rights because of their religion," they said, "Well, you look at your Jim Crow laws in the South." And, and yes. this went on, and Roosevelt, and I disagree with his assessment of Roosevelt, because Roosevelt did not do anything for, to lift, he did not lift a finger 
to, um, to even to bomb the, the railroad tracks leading to Auschwitz. He didn't do anything. He knew about it. He said, oh, I can't. Uh, the State Department is anti-Semitic. And he, that may well have been true. That was back you know, 80 years ago, 85 years ago. People thought it, things entirely. They saw the world differently through different lenses. But um, it's just an, it, it, it just brings home why um, people do flee. And, yes, we have problems. Our border is wide open. We're not able to accommodate all these people. We don't. A lot of these people may have dubious backgrounds, and then there are many who who have genuine needs, genuine reasons for coming here, and we're not able to help them. You know, we're shunting them. And yeah, I know we were having a couple of jokes at their expense. Right. You know, going to Martha's Vineyard, the very place. You know, you've got. Obama with his $12 million mansion. Obama, incidentally, has several other mansions, multi-million dollar mansions in Hawaii, uh, with his big house in Washington, uh, another one in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and his wife was saying, well, some people just have to give a little bit more. And, they, you know, she got, she got pillared for that because uh, she's not giving up any of her property. So we were making fun of that. But um, yeah, we, we this is we're in a really this is a serious issue. This is a real this is crisis level. You know, um, the uh, yeah the the hypocrisy that uh, that that is around is just is, is tremendous. Uh, you know, I, I I heard that the Obamas invited all the refugees to spend the uh, you know the the year in their mansions. And they're going to uh-huh. uh, let all of those refugees come in there. But uh, I, I, that turned out just to be a rumor. Uh, of, course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of <laughs> course. Melissa, I tell com is where to go, or Melissa Vision to go uh, TV-wise to watch the documentaries. I, yeah, I, kudos to, to Ken Burns for yes. um, <laughs> doing this work. He, he's absolutely right. The response to the Holocaust, I, I think still— I, I mean, obviously, it's much better now, and they can't get away with it now. But that—that's anti-Semitism, is what it was, and and the mm-hmm. fact that they wouldn't bomb the railroad tracks to Auschwitz, uh, to me, was just that—that's uh, that, one of the most disgraceful moments. In it was, and and the fact that we wouldn't take in, we and other and you know and other embassies all over the world uh, cut the the you know close the doors to immigration, would not take in all these people, and they were doomed. Uh, they were doomed. Basically, and and that's what he was bringing up, and uh, and and you know it's it's hard to believe that that's the way people thought. You had people like um, uh, you had Henry Ford, the foremost anti-Semite in the United States, and Charles Lindbergh, another one who made spe- outright that's speeches, ex- yeah, supporting Hitler, and he, you know, and, and even his words. I mean, they must have been really bad for FDR to say this man sounds like a Nazi, but FDR. I feel you know, he may have had his hands tied with the State Department and, because they wouldn't issue any more visas. They wouldn't open up. The, they closed down the, you know, the, the immigration. Uh, they, wouldn't, they, they closed down the gates you know, at, a, at a very a pivotal point in, in, in history when, when Hitler was you know, starting to rev up all the, you know, the camps and, and after conquering, uh, stepping into France and, and Austria and every place, everywhere he went, you know, he, he made life hell. For for anyone who was Jewish, and uh, FDR didn't really didn't do as much as a lot of people would have hoped. And Ken Burns tried to, I guess, explain why he couldn't. He, but I don't know. There, he, FDR is, uh, I think, a source of of contention um, because people, especially for people who 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 lived at that time and people who've really uh, studied uh, his foreign policy. Um, but 
you know, we have the anti-Semitism ran very deep in this country, not only through Henry Ford, through Charles Lindbergh, the J- the hero, uh, J. Edgar uh, Hoover, right? And uh, well, Joseph they were P. all Kennedy. even all of them. Ken Burns showed the roots of this. He even went as far back as Teddy Roosevelt, going wow. back to the early 1900s. It seemed a lot of people had these notions, these are these antiquated, these archaic notions about Jews. And so I, I was stunned to, to 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 hear about uh, Teddy Roosevelt, who was so progressive in every every which way, you know. And I thought he was a, a you know maverick and in in preservation and in progressivism. And and here he had some 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 uh, I wouldn't say closet anti-Semitic views, but but rather obvious ones. Because they were they were quotes from his own work. Uh, amazing. I mean, just yeah. disgraceful. It's a disgraceful time in our uh, in our history, um, and and a uh, you know a a view that we've um, uh, that we as as an American people have taken lightly far too long. And you know, even you know when we had uh, Whoopi Goldberg, um, you know, commenting on on uh, you know Holocaust. Uh, issues or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she got a pass on that whole thing, to be honest with you. And and again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you know Whoopi's anti-Semitic, but certainly what she said was uh, was I think should have been unacceptable uh, to the public. Yeah. But she's back on, yeah. right? Oh yeah, she she they gave her a slap on the wrist. Um, I got you know what I think her remarks are from ignorance, and also they are part of this this woke feeling that well you know it was a white on white. You know, hatred, uh, crime, whatever. It's not. It has nothing to do with the, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter. You know, I think that's yep. the problem. And her thinking was kind of distorted. And she, yeah, she they just gave her a slap on the wrist, and she wrist, and she had a, I guess, the equivalent of, of of what you would get in school. You would be suspended from school for an infraction. And then it's over. And you're yeah, back. that's it. They've forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I like how you connected the uh, refugees, um, uh, to to refugees. So the Jewish refugees and how they were treated, and and you know it it opens up yeah. our minds to uh, to mm-hmm. looking at this current refugee situation and uh and and realizing hey these are people they're not pawns. Let's um right. you know let's let's keep that in mind and and you know right. let's tie it back mm-hmm. to where. Uh, where where it affects uh, you know uh, things a little closer to home, and how we thought about it then. I think uh, it's it's probably a good time. Uh, the timing is very good for Ken Burns' work. Oh yeah, I think it's it's a, a momentous um, achievement and and a, a documentary that I think everyone should see. It's it's streaming on PBS. You can, if you miss the premiere this week, you can catch up on online. Watch it on your phone. Watch it from your tablet. It's it's a very important piece of work, piece of, of historical record. And he's a you know he he's a he's a brilliant filmmaker. Not everybody agrees with everything he says. Uh, he's done a lot of, on the on, on the Roosevelt his Roosevelt documentary is also well worth looking into. And 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 he, I, I believe he's done the you know baseball and other topics like that. And and he did the, actually did the whole not just FDR and, and Eleanor, but he did the whole Roosevelt dynasty and and now he said this is his most important work and it's 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 i'm glad that that it, this is being shown because the you know just as the greatest generation is dying out you know within a couple of years i don't know who will be left yeah. i don't know who will be around to attend the the 
Pearl Harbor commemoration, but um, the Holocaust survivors, the older ones are gone, most of them. The ones who who were interviewed on his on his program, they're probably they were children then. They were very young children. They're in their nineties. It's dying up, and 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 the perpetrators. You hear of a a, a prison guard. Uh, or, or somebody, some facilitator from the SS has been captured, is 95, 98 years old. I mean, these people, justice came kind of late for, you know, for the survivors. But um, the, the, the Holocaust um, survivors are going to die out, too. And we have to remember this. This, is, this could be repeated. This, I mean, it's, it's anything is possible. You can't forget this. We have to teach this in school. It's, and, in fact, this documentary should be shown in schools. It should be required watching. It should be required watching is what yeah. it is. And just also about the slavery in this country. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, listen, and even what happened with the, uh, um, uh, with the, with the Native Americans, let's yes, not forget absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, these are some of the most shameful moments of our history. And for some, by the way, the treatment of women, too, uh, mm-hmm. in this country, uh, the uh, suffragette, uh, uh, suffrage movement, um, and uh, it, you know the uh, you know that was just disgraceful. That that's just a little over a hundred years ago, right? I mean, that's um, yeah, yeah. You know, we you know we we like to to say God bless America, and and trust mm-hmm. me, I love America, and it's the uh, um, it, it is a great uh, country. It's the greatest country out, uh, you know, in, in existence. But let's uh, let's understand that we uh, uh, we didn't handle the the Holocaust well. Um, I mean that's saying saying it very kindly. We a horrendous reaction to the um, Holocaust. Uh, God bless uh, ten, uh, Ken Burns for for pointing that. I, I think he's great and the best in the business, the best at what he does. And then uh, and, you know, and also uh, when it comes to um, uh, you know the, the slavery, of course, was uh, disgraceful, and we should be dealing with that. And uh, the Native Americans, the Indians that were uh, that here at the time, or what we named I- Indians or Columbus, or whoever named uh, Indians, um, uh, you know that was a, a massacre. That was a genocide, uh, uh, of course. And uh, and and the treatment of women, still the treatment of women is uh, is not where it should be. Uh, but anyway, and again, you and I aren't woke people, but I mean, let's uh, let's let's put things in perspective. Uh, we st- we started out with royalty. Let's uh, let, let's end with royalty. Um, what's what's the next big event that we're going to see? With the royal family, I, I understand that Prince Charles and his queen consort, <laughs> Prince Charles, King Charles, yes, um, and his queen consort Camilla are hosting royal dignitaries on Sunday for a. Uh, some in a, an event commemorating the Queen. So there's another function. Uh, I don't know who's invited. I think Trump got an invitation. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if Joe Biden is co- is coming again. I, I think he's got enough going on. Um, but uh, yes, this Sunday is is an event commemorating the Queen. So the, the royal family actually is still in mourning. You know, yeah. after all this pomp and circumstance, they're still in mourning. So now they're having an event on uh, this Sunday. I don't know. Uh, if Harry and Meghan are coming, um, this, uh, <laughs> I, one of these days we're not going to hear about them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when. That, that's a long way away. Now yeah, we're gonna hear, yeah. We're going to be hearing about Harry and Meghan uh, for a long time. Melissa, great job as always. Thank and you, Frank. And to everyone to out listeners. there listening. Yes. 
you, we appreciate you listening each and every week. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell John Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.